Dave from Australia, from the palatial yet not overly ostentatious Bill Show Studios. It's time for the Bill Show Politics this week. And now, here are your hosts, Bill and Randy. We should tell the listener that uh, we're actually recording this while looking at each other. I know, it's hideous. 200 kilometers away. You have this, uh, you have this, uh, like, uh, I, I said it in the, when we were warming up here, is that you are, you're in front of a tropical island. It's like that, you know, the waves are going back here. These are incredible, these backgrounds. And, you know, it's like you can see Gilligan and Marianne. It's just everything, man. <laughs> and you've got the reflection pool with the Washington uh, monument behind you. Yeah, I thought we were doing a political show, but, you well, know, fuck it. We'll do an episode. on Abraham Lincoln's lap. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'd rather be doing Gilligan's Island. <laughs> anyway, ladies and gentlemen, or lady or gentleman, whoever's, lady, whoever's out there. Yeah, we're actually uh, doing this recording via Zoom so we can okay. see each other and yeah. hear each other, yeah. our smiling faces. Yeah. Um, and it's it's actually as if you were in the same room. I know, I know. I love it when the elderly find new technology. Isn't it great? <laughs> oh, Bill, you and I have been, had technology. What is this to? Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I still have my first computer from the uh, early 80s, and it still works. Yeah, I have my first Apple. Yeah. You know, like that brick Me Apple? Too. You my know, that first, very well, first, first Macintosh? Yeah. I, got, I got one of those. Yeah, I got mine, yeah. Yeah. Isn't this fascinating? <laughs> Folks, it has been I think just a bunch of, of hoarders. That's we're a bunch of hoarders, really. <laughs> seriously, I have fifty-eight cats. I've got newspapers from ten years ago. <laughs> but are they in order? And are you are listening. Order? You're listening to me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boys and girls, uh, uh, the kids are asleep. Let's not wake them up. Let's not wake them up. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, it's been a lot of two weeks, and uh, I, I figure we just start because a lot of things been happening on Capitol Hill. We got all this shit going on, so I figure it's time we start with the news, Randy. So here's the, the news theme. Fixing post. Yes, our fixing and post orchestra. <laughs> They're fabulous. They do do weddings and funerals. Uh, well, folks, it was. Uh, Interesting, interesting, Randy, to uh, find out about, evidently, surprise, surprise, the moderates who said that they really wanted to uh, pass the legislation when they split up the legislation of uh, Biden's uh, legislation, and they said, oh, no, just pass the infrastructure. We're on board with everything. Uh, well, that was bullshit. <laughs> yeah, they said it was going to be bullshit, and it was. They said it was going to be bullshit, and it was. Yeah. Uh, living proof that prostitution is still legal in Washington, D.C., was on display as Kristen Cinema and Joe Manchin did what this show predicted and have gone back on their agreement to endorse a second part of the Build Back Better Act. Oh, Certain, no. I know. Who knew they'd do that? Who knew? I don't know. Me? The guy with the cats and the newspapers? I fucking know. 
<laughs> oh, I thought you were going to say Lady G was selling her ass around Washington again. Oh, yeah, Lady G. Anyway, certain Democrats actually pod people mistaken for being humans have kept to their original industry default Borg programming when the second part of Biden's bill came up for debate. Rather than cooperating with progressive for child child care education and, uh, oh, I don't know, saving the saving the world from the apocalypse. <laughs> they have uh, openly decided to take the money from the United States Chamber of Commerce, where they actually had a meeting while the negotiations were going down. And uh, Chris's cinema picked up a check for 17 grand in one night. Yes, indeedy. Yeah. Uh, they have openly taken the money from the United States Chamber of Commerce campaign contributions as a reward for their opposition to some of President Joe Biden's legislative initiatives for, and for trying to work with Republicans, which I could have told you. What's not going to happen? It's fucking bullshit. Um, in disclosures made Thursday, the chamber said its political action committee during the first quarter made about $17,000 worth of contributions to the two senators, I'm sorry, and nine members of the House representatives. Both Senator and Machen arrived at the fundraisers raisers, uh, escorted by their business representatives, uh, I, uh, Randy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they were business or or, or pimps, pimps. Yeah, yeah, they were they they preferred to be called daddy, <laughs> sugar daddy, uh, daddy named. And by by the way, we have a tape. <laughs> Everybody's got a tape. Uh, yeah, evidently, uh, uh, um, the uh, business representative in this clip is is Huggy Bear. <laughs> who was last seen in 1977's spy show Beretta. <laughs> <laughs> And he wears a large hat and a velvet jacket. <laughs> uh, with our hidden microphone, we picked up their negotiations. I, I'm going to share them with you now. Hey, man. Y'all looking for a good time? <laughs> well, now that you mention it, <laughs> I'm looking for something special. Hey, no problem, man. <laughs> My bitches will blow your damn head off. <laughs> hey, Joe. Joe Manson. Yeah, get over here. <laughs> what do you want, man? <laughs> He's got a schoolgirl uniform. Dress up like a Disney character for all that shit. <laughs> you like Tinkerbell? <laughs> He'll do that. He'll do that. <laughs> hey, Joe. Go get the costume on. Ah, oh, come on. Do I have to? I mean, I, I got a suit on and everything. Yo, Joe, I told you a thousand times, man. You look fine in that. You're fine looking man. Fine looking man. Now go get the goddamn costume on. Look, I really don't want to. It's a black tie function and everything. Come on, honey. Who's your daddy? Who's your daddy? Well, I, uh, I, I don't. Come on. Who's your daddy? Um, uh, Exxon. Speak a little louder. I didn't hear that. Uh, Exxon. Exxon is my daddy. That's goddamn right. Now go get, get that costume on. I was thinking of something, uh, you know, special. <laughs> I got my birthday coming up. Well, check out the man who wants special. <laughs> no problem. You want EPA regulations cut? You want to cut some inheritance tax? Hell, you want to put asbestos in fucking baby formula? <laughs> Joe don't mind. 
do you, Joe? Exxon's my daddy, yes. I tell you what, <laughs> for you, I throw in a bonus. Now, I don't do this for everyone. <laughs> when he kills climate change legislation, you know, when he votes on the floor, <laughs> I get him to wear the costume. <laughs> Tinkerbell? That's right, Jack. Tinkerbell. Um, excuse me. I'm not. I'm not really sure about that. I mean, it's like a business dinner, and I'm in black tie, so you know. Hey, Joe. Who's your damn daddy? Exxon. Exxon would be my daddy. That's right. Now shake that money maker, bitch. Well, shit. This here's gonna be the best time I ever had. Happy birthday to me. Has anyone seen my uh, tutu? Damn. I didn't know if that was Eddie Murphy or uh, B.A. That was, or, yeah, it was, a, it was a little Samuel Jackson and, and, and Mr. Eddie Murphy. Mr. K, Mr. Yeah. K, you fool, you fool, <laughs> yeah, fool. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, if I offended anyone. Are you anyone, talking about Willis? Oh, no, that's the little guy. That's, no, that's it. <laughs> we're offending everybody now. We're, we're doing blackface uh, yeah, on audio. Be, it's it's bad. The, I know. We're going to have the Burning Cross people come after us. Yeah, but I, let me, I just wanted to do Eddie Murphy once. I just wanted to go. <laughs> <laughs> Shrek, you got layers. You know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. All right. Well, uh, I, we, we should probably push on to the. Uh, I've got this thing, so I'm going to take a glass of water. I got a beverage here, ladies and gentlemen. There we go. <clears throat> Boy. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, this is a new story, and uh, I think you'll probably enjoy this one. A shocking YouGov poll. Now, we talked about this in June. Yeah. Uh, it said that 66% of Republicans in southern states want to secede from the United States. Well, that was back then. And they did another poll, Randy, to see if it gotten any better. And, uh, and it's gotten worse. Nah, well, it didn't. <laughs> better, from our, better from our point of view, but worse for them, yeah. Yeah, a shocking new poll from the Center of Politics, Center for Politics at the University of Virginia, reveals that over half of Trump voters surveyed, and evidently 41% of Biden voters are in favor of blue and or red states seceding from the union. Yeah, that's, that's right. Uh, majority of Trump voters want to leave and 41% of Biden voters want to hold the door for them. Absolutely. <laughs> Think of all the welfare we'll save. Think of it. Think of it. When Biden voters were interviewed, they were actually uh, they were actually found at a battered woman's shelter in Cleveland. Battered like covered in yeah, battered, battered woman. Yeah, that's it. Democrats. When Biden voters were interviewed, they were found to be at this shelter. And uh, in the interview, uh, they kept saying they were leaving and they never did. Said a frustrated Texas Democrat. <laughs> I started to drop hints around the house like, well, you could leave. <laughs> He just lay there on the couch drinking his beer, watching sports and saying shit like, someday I might just do that. Yeah. Then he'd ask to borrow my credit card and pass out in the kids' room. She trembled as she drank a cup of soup and a, a nibbled a dry saltine. Christ, I even packed his stuff and left it by the door. I hired a moving van. I got a realtor to come and do tours and sell the place. It's like, why don't you take a hint, asshole? <laughs> Holding back the tears, she was embraced by a trauma counselor. Those people in Texas and Mississippi are 
A bit they challenging. Give you drama. They don't. A bit challenging. Drama, yeah. Said Joyce Wilderblatt, a trauma counselor from Connecticut. Oh, not Joyce. Many people think they are not receiving the proper signals necessary for a healthy long-term relationship. They're fucking retards. She mumbled as she wept. <laughs> Texas Democrat did. Now on the brightest side of the news today, uh, Randy, I did bright side. Yeah, there is a bright side to the news today. Uh, uh, I wanted to start with this story. Justice Brett Kavanaugh has tested positive for COVID nineteen. Oh, beer, beer bung, Bill. Yeah, there's no joke there. It just made me happy. <laughs> Beer bong Brett. Yeah, he's great. Yeah. I don't need to tag it. Can you smile? (laughs) I'm very happy that frat boy has the sniffles. I hope that. That's good. That's good. Have some beer with that. Uh, Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, it looks like, it looks like, and and this is the great story here. I I really couldn't wait to do this one. Uh, Well, it looks like everyone, uh, anyone who's anyone, uh, who was anywhere near the Fuhrer bunker uh, during the end of the Trump administration is writing a book, Randy. <laughs> have you seen the books that have come out? Yeah, they're terrific. Yeah, there was. Uh, in fact, next week, a mouse that lived in the White House in one of those holes in the wall has a, yeah. has a deal with Simon and Schuster. <laughs> a little mouse kind of looks like... <laughs> <laughs> and uh, with a tell-all bit, bit books that called So You Think I'm a Rat. <laughs> In a press conference, the cute mouse made only one short statement. All right, now, get out there and make me some goddamn money. Uh-huh. But the mouse wasn't the only one writing books. Former press secretary and woman who served orders at the Nuremberg rallies. <laughs> I'm sure she was there with, I don't know. No, not her. Oh, no. Something on a cracker. Taking orders from the caterer. Uh, Stephanie Grisham. Oh, no. I thought you were talking about Miss Arkansas. No, no, no. I'm talking about Stephanie Grisham, the the press secretary that actually never had a press conference. Ever. Uh. (laughs) Didn't have a press conference ever. Came out with some spicy stuff about Trump. Uh, and uh, a cavalcade of corrupted, absurd fun that gripped the 45th president as the cheese slowly slipped off the presidential cracker. And uh, I'd like, could, can I have some music here? Yeah, that'd be right. <laughs> that'd be right. Cat, I, I, memory from cats. From cats. Yeah, memory from cats. Could I have memory from cats? <laughs> memory from cats. That's the only thing that would settle him down. Oh, God, <laughs> fuck, man. Wait, wait, okay. I, I got these revelations, and we could, we could talk about each one, ladies and gentlemen. So here it is. Number one. <clears throat> Number one revelation. Paul, Trump would use sexist language towards women. No shit. And once requested that a female press aide be brought in to his Air Force One cabin so he could look at her ass. Seriously. Oh. <laughs> Let me check her out. Uh, Melania Trump was furious when the, when the Stormy Daniels story broke alongside the other accusations of Donald Trump's infidelity. She went out of her way to scorn her husband and even had Grisham hand-select a handsome military aide <laughs> to escort her into Trump's first State of the Union address. She cropped the president out of photos and omitted him from tweets. It's, it's the it's the White House equivalent of I'm going to the prom with Brendan. <laughs> <laughs> 
You ain't wet. You ain't. You can't even. Yeah, he's beautiful, and you're so shallow. <laughs> By the way, Brendan, the, the the soldier, I bet he's stationed in the Aleutian Islands now. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, somewhere. Uh, somewhere. It's a, a red state. Yeah, he's there. Yeah, yeah he's there. Melania Trump would uh, reportedly change into a robe and slippers when she boarded Air Force One. You could sell her. He could see her swilling cheap margarita mix and throwing herself around like Martha in a Russian production of Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf. <laughs> Donald doesn't have a big one. It's yeah. more or less the size of a cocktail, Frank. Don't talk about our son. If you want to talk about our son, we'll talk about our son. Everyone else on the plane, all the aides are sitting there kind of like George Siegel and Sandy Dennis looking really awkward. George, George. George. Uh, Trump aide Max Miller was, uh, now this is the one you were talking about. Trump aide Max Miller. Miracle Max was designated as the administration's music man. He was responsible for playing Trump's favorite show tunes. And when this came out, you know, I knew it had to be cats. It was cats, yeah. The tackiest shit, the most, what every tourist from New Jersey wants to see. But it would settle him down. It would so calm him down. The, 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 the songs from Cats would make me furious. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. I, know. <laughs> I, I was in West Side Story, and a lot of the guys that were in West Side Story when I was in it, we did the Australian tour. Uh, they had spent like two or three years doing Cats, and they were near suicide, man. It was just yeah. like, fuck, I hate this music. And distemper, yeah. Just <laughs> a fucking... Uh, they're fucking Cats, man. <laughs> I mean, that's it. There is no storyline. <laughs> and then they tried to make a movie out of it. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, that's my God. It's been tough now. We're bottomed. Oh, it's, it's, it's really so bad, it's kind of good. It's really yeah. so awful, so chintzy and awful. It's just shocking. Um, anyway, Trump. Now this is uh, this is something that uh, was another Grisham re uh, revelation. Trump, you and I, we 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 predicted this, right? Trump, under, <laughs> you know, when he was going into, uh, uh, you know, uh, he went to the hospital. No one could figure out where I why he was going to the hospital. He wouldn't tell anyone. Uh, well, uh, Trump DNA. underwent what, what's that? He had COVID. Yeah, no, yeah, I was he had COVID. Trump underwent what Grisham implies to be a colonoscopy without anesthesia. Because oh, I'm a tough guy. According to Grisham, temporarily assigning power to Mike Pence, who would have felt who would have felt like showing weakness. He failed to disclose that, and the 2019 visit to Walter Reed was for because he didn't want to be made the butt of a joke on late night programs. The butt, the butt. Now we hey, beat butt. we beat any of those late night programs with with basically uh, we predicted this and actually obtained a tape of the exam. That's right. We have the exam on the Bill Show. The Bill Show has the exam, the yeah. whole exam on tape, and uh, we played it on the show Pictures before. Too. Here, unedited, is the actual soundtrack of uh, that uh, examination. 
Here it is. If you haven't heard it before, here it is. Mr. Surgeon General. Why, I'm having my lunch. Mr. Surgeon General, the president is waiting for his checkup, sir. Oh, look, can't you just keep him there for five minutes? He's complaining about the magazines in the waiting room. Oh, Christ. He's complaining you don't have penthouse again. Oh, I can't see him again. The man has a walking salute to heart disease. It's a miracle he's still walking. Who signed off on his health? Oh, I did. <laughs> and when his aorta explodes like a water balloon, who are they going to blame? Me, Dr. Edward T. Pilkington, Surgeon General of the United States. I've had it. I can't sleep nights. You're going to have to see him, sir. I know. Sir. What? The president is humping a fern. What? The President of the United States is attempting to have sex with the potted fern in your waiting room, sir. Oh, shit. He's been snorting his Viagra again. Look, send him in. Yes, sir. I like the way you look, baby. Oh, she's crazy about me, Pilkington. Uh, Mr. President, how can I help you? Oh, you can get me her phone number. Wow, wow. Oh, I'll work on it, sir. Uh, do you have a health problem? Never, never. Trump is the healthiest president ever. Do you always talk about yourself in the third person? Yes, yes. I am like the Lord. Bow down to me. Kiss the ring. Go ahead, do okay, it. Of course, sir. Do of course, it. sir. Do it. Of course, do yes. it. All right, yes. And bravo, All right, bravo, that's bravo. better. Yes, Look, I seem to be having a minor problem. Yes, sir? The chocolate highway's been closed. Uh, uh what? The poopy shoot, the backdoor express. Oh, it's a metaphor. You mean you're constipated. Yes, that's right. The caramel concord just can't fly. I get the idea, the sir. Chocolate Dairy Queen. Oopsie, gone out of business. I got a few more of those if you want. They're yes, very, thank very you, funny. Sir. They're very good. They're very good. Yes, they are. They are. Yeah, they're very <laughs> funny. I like them. Yeah, they're funny. Look, Always sir, good at parties. Uh, have you uh, ever considered changing your diet? What do you say? Well, I could put you on a vegetarian diet. More fiber, you know? Vegetarian fiber? What are you, a socialist? Uh, I'm sorry, sir. No, 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 Pilkington. I just want you to check under the hood and see if you can get, uh, you know, something moving back there. Oh, do I have to? Trust me, Pilkington. I've been here before. You have the magic touch. Okay. I'll take my pants off. Yes, very well, sir. I'll, I'll put in two fingers this time and get a second opinion. Oh, put in three. Come on. Oh, <laughs> okay. Uh, snap, snap, rubber gloves. Like Britney Spears said, do it to me one more time, Doc. Okay, sir, I'm, I'm going in. Landing strip? Uh, I think I'm actually going to be sick. No, 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 no. 
it's not sickening, it's rather touching. If you'll let me tell the story. I was alone watching the impeachment hearings. Yeah. I had no one to turn to. Melania, she is taken off. I don't know where she is. The kids, I'm all alone except for Mr. Chunky. We had a very intimate moment. It was very touching. I love Mr. Chunky. I won't forget you, Chunky. Um, make sure she signs a non-disclosure agreement. Right away, sir. Oh, oh, my lord. Oh, what's that? There's something else in here. Hello? Daddy? Daddy? Oh, no. Daddy, it's so dark in here. Oh, I remember I sat down on the couch after I had a shower. times have I told you not to sit on daddy's couch? Bad Baron, bad. Tony Vito, get him back to his mother. She's been looking for him for about four weeks, nagging me every day. Uh, 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 Baron, are you okay? I see dead people. Stop whining and go see your mother. Hey, kids, what are you going to do, huh, Doc? you weren't returning my calls. It's okay, Donald. Uh, Sorry I made you uncomfortable. Oh, my God, I remember. We had a shower, that meeting at the G8. Think nothing of it, Donald. (laughs) Things got a little frisky. Uh, Sir, sir, I just removed the leader of the Russian Federation from your... Chocolate Top Freeway? Uh, uh, Yes, sir. Uh, And now, as an officer in the military, I'm obliged to report this. Vladimir, he wants to report this. That would be an unfortunate decision on your part, if you don't mind me saying. (laughs) Say, six months from now, you're out in a vacation spot, and maybe you're drinking some tea, and uh, maybe you could swallow a... Strontium 90. <laughs> Things happen. You never know. Your airliner could blow up on the way to South Korea. Uh, all right. Uh, all right, uh, Mr. Premier. Uh, I understand. Good, good, good. We are all friends again. Isn't he adorable? Come over here, you corrupt bastard. I love this man. Hey, Vlad, would you like to go to lunch? What a wonderful idea. I'm so sorry, Vlad. I hope it wasn't uncomfortable up there. Nonsense, Donald. As I have always said, you are the perfect asshole. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Vlad. Yeah, there you go. That's a that's colonoscopy exam. That's yeah, our little I would sketch. have never guessed that that's where we we, we wondered where uh, where uh, the the boy was. Um, yeah, <laughs> and he's so tall now. He's was so tall. Was there enough room? He's taller. That, that than would Marty. hurt. That would hurt. I don't know. He's, Just hurt bad. He's taller than mal- malaria now. Yeah, yeah. No, that's a really oh god. 
hideous visual image. What? Coming out of his father's eyes. <laughs> I know. It's just like... <laughs> not my... Not, not in my I, uh, he didn't write that piece That's of shit. You. That's I you, did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, ladies and gentlemen, one more uh, story before we go to the break for Randy's rant, ladies and gentlemen, and uh, I think you're going to enjoy this. Uh, you know, uh, we've been talking a lot about Texas and how, uh, you know, Texas is really... Uh, proved, proved again recently that the Lone Star State is a popular travel destination if you're a masochistic, masochistic fascist. <laughs> and we talked about the great state of Texas. Your infrastructure doesn't work uh, because your unregulated power grid uh, froze people last winter. You remember that? Yeah, it's coming again. It's coming again. Yeah, uh, and 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 you're you you are the only unregulated uh, 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 power uh, infrastructure for gas in yeah. the entire country. That's right. <laughs> and uh, you did that, so, so they can't, and they can't, they're not on the grid, so they can't. They're share. not on the grid, so they have no backup, and people died. And and then what happened? Uh, you left people freezing to to, to death. You, you keep getting hit by hurricanes in a state run by people who don't believe in climate change. You, you got the highest rate of prisoner executions in the USA. You can't find a ballot box during an election time because no one can fucking vote in your state. You whip refugees at the border and actually put a bounty on the heads of anyone who wants an abortion. Texas is doing its best to be one of the most popular states in America <laughs> with its new motto, fuck you. <laughs> That's on the license plates, Randy. Fuck you. Yeah. Everything's Texas. good in Texas, including the assholes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the state bird, you know what the new state bird of Texas is? A vulture. No, no, no. Colonel Sanders State, state bird of... Yeah, okay, I'm ready for this. <laughs> I'm doing the jokes, what, man. What? What? Okay. State bird of Texas is three muscle-bound Nazi guys in a pickup flipping you the middle finger while throwing a beer can from the front window as they speed past you on a fucking freeway. <laughs> you want to know what the uh, the state song is? <laughs> what? Here, I'll play it for you. We here at the Bill Show are truly not worthy of the true length and breadth of the Lone Star State's Death Star-like anal cavity. <laughs> Till we browsed through the news this week and found this lovely story, ladies and gentlemen. A Texas man took COVID-19 tests at an emergency room. Then he got a bill for $54,000. <laughs> That's pretty good. A Dallas man was charged $54,000 Christ uh, for his tests at an emergency room in Louisville, Texas. A staggering fee that is not only legal, it is legal. They can do that. But hardly the only coronavirus test to break the bank for a time-desperate person during the pandemic. Travis Warner told NPR that him and his wife uh, 2020 June visit to the freestanding ER at Louisville's Signature Care Emergency Center was, at first, a relief because he could return to work once he tested negative. The couple drove 30 minutes outside of Dallas because of the limited testing ability at the time. 
Relief turned to outrage when the bill came through the mail. The more accurate PCR test and the antigen test together cost $54,000 when including the ER fee. Oh, by the way, tax and additional costs upped it to $56,384 for one fucking test. Warner, who is self-employed and has his own health care plan with Molina Healthcare, negotiated the price with the hospital to eventually bump it down to a paltry $16,915.20 for one shot. Uh, they gave some poor bastard a $56,000 bill in exchange for a health test during a fucking plague. I'll <laughs> uh, be right. Oh my God. If you are one of those fuckers in the health lobby that's been blocking Biden's agenda, and if you're someone who actually continually profits off the fear and suffering of fellow Americans during a fucking plague and charge them till they're. <laughs> my God, $56,000. I just have this one thing to say to you. You're an emotional fucking cripple. Your soul is dog shit. Every single fucking thing about you is ugly. Yeah. In case you ask about it. There you go. There you go. Your soul is dead. <laughs> your, your soul is dead, man. That is just, you're dead. <laughs> So here's the tech. Here's the Texas, ladies and gentlemen. God knows, you know it. You love it. You wish yeah. they'd leave. <laughs> and Your I have friends in Texas. Tank, yeah. So that's all I got. Yeah, but I was going to say, Willie, here in Australia, with socialized medicine and actually a positive attitude about protecting people from the plague, all injections and all COVID testing are free. Of course they are. Because you want people to get tested. Yeah, and uh, and somebody was complaining that Melbourne, your our city, is the the lar- the uh, world record for lockdown, two hundred days. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, I'm happy to live in the city that puts the safety of its people above anything else. Yeah, and I, uh, it's been. Um you know, the problem really is just people getting vaccinated. Yeah. And, and as soon the, as they do, we're up, our, we're up to, we're up to about 80% with the first shot yeah, and 50% with both shots. And we're getting there. Yeah. Both of us are vaccinated, man. Yeah. Both you know, you got to get vaccinated really yeah. seriously. And I, there's no reason why you wouldn't, you know, I mean, you had to have shots to go to school. Yeah. What you don't have rubella now, right. Or smallpox, right. Yeah. Same thing. You yeah. already have had it. You've already. If they wanted to put chips in your arm, they would have done it already. Yeah. And by the oh, way, no, I want that. I want. I want to get better, better phone reception. <laughs> but I mean, how how <laughs> egocentric you are if you think the NSA has nothing else to do but trace the actions of Floyd, the guy down the street. <laughs> Who drinks beer and watches sports? Trust me, Gomer. I don't think the Mission Impossible Force is all that concerned with what the fuck you're doing. <laughs> and people putting on their headstone, I did my own research. I did my own research. Yeah. I don't believe they've got a cure for COVID. There will never be a cure for COVID because it's a virus. It's a virus. You dolt. 
Anyway. Oh, no. I don't know. It's, it's hard. I've got to get down off my high horse because I've I, I got to get to the microphone. No, hey, listen, man. We're going to be back in just a moment, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to oh, do, oh, do a little oh. comedy. Yeah. And then my dear friend Randy is going to go ahead with, I'm you right. guessed it, Randy's Rant. We'll be back after this break. There's a dangerous threat spreading across the country right now, and it's really, really gotten out of, out of control, you know, let's face it. And I'm talking about, of course, Karens. <laughs> Last year set a record for the most times white women lost their <laughs> at a Costco. <laughs> but, but what is a Karen, really? I wanted to get the definitive answer on the subject, so we went out on the street today, and we asked these kids to tell us what they know about Karens. This is what they said. Do you know what a Karen is? Yeah. What's a Karen? It's a person who's really selfish and only cares about themselves, and they want everything to be for them. A rich person? A crazy person? What's another word for a Karen? Hmm. Cow. Do you know any Karens? My dad's seen one, but I've never seen one in my life. Where'd your dad see a Karen? I think it was at a Walmart. Well, my grandparents are kind of Karens. My teacher's a Karen, and we know somebody who's a Karen. Your teacher's a Karen? Why, why is your teacher a Karen? I don't know. That's her name. Have you ever heard anybody call the Karen? Um, so when we were at a baseball game, this girl on the other team called my mom a Karen. Why? Because she was, uh, screaming. What do you think Karens like to eat? I say, I would just say mostly ramen. Why do Karens like ramen so much? Just looks like, they just look like someone that would eat ramen a lot. Can you do an impression of a Karen? Okay. I want to speak to the manager because this is unacceptable. You can't come rolling down with a motorcycle down here. It's really n noisy. My dogs are barking. What are you doing over there? I'm a Karen. I hate you all. How do you think Karens should be punished so they learn a lesson and they're not bad? I don't know. They're just going to probably like stay like this. Forever? Hmm? What would you say to any Karens watching? Please don't sue me. And I say to you, we have nothing to fear but fear itself. And spiders, little hairy ones with those legs. And uh, my mother-in-law's enormous. But I'll tell you what Eleanor and I do like. We like the Bill Show with Bill and Randy. Yes, we laugh, we cry, and we're kind of glad we're dead. So if you want to support the Bill Show, please go to thebillshow.net. Everything Bill Show in one place. And you can just press the patron button. And you can give them money so they can buy microphones and beer. Come along, Eleanor. And 
now, ladies and gentlemen, it's time to keep your hands and feet inside the vehicle at all times, because it's time once again for Randy's Rant. Oh, keep your hands and feet inside it. I sound like a, a ride. <laughs> An it's experienced ride. ride. Yeah. Randy, riding Randy, riding Randy's Rant. Right, Randy's rent. Randy, yeah. Randy's rent. Something at Universal Studios or Disneyland or something. That's exactly anyway, what it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, here we are uh, at Randy's Rant. I've got some fun things. I thought I'd say the little comedy you just heard. Uh, that was RuPaul, uh, who was standing in for Jimmy Kimmel. Yeah. And they have a regular thing where they ask kids to, uh, you know, tell them stuff. And, of course, as we all know, even us oldies, like Bill and I remember the Art Linkletter show, uh, Kids Say the Darndest Things. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's always a good filler for any of those kind of talk show yeah, things. Yeah, absolutely. And, Stealing uh, from 1958, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I had a friend, a close friend, who was on the Art Linkletter show when they lived in L.A., and uh, the question he got was, what's your favorite Bible story? And he said, Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. <laughs> Oh, dear. And the, fa and the they family didn't have a recording of it, but it was part of their their folk, the family folklore. That, That's very uh, when, funny. When That's Brian Strauss funny. was on. Uh, yeah. He's uh, a anyway, devil so. worshiper. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, young, young uh, Bill, I'd like to now uh, play an interview. Last show, 282, of course, was um, an epic epic, epic gab fest with two wonderful people, Drift Girl and Blue Bottle. And Drift, I think... Right. <laughs> Drift Glass and Blue Gal. <laughs> You're such an insolent shit. <laughs> I do that. Uh, it's the great molasses flood of 1920. Uh, I swear to God. <laughs> anyway, I thought, Bill, can I just say, I thought that was so interesting. Oh, they were great, I, man. I, I, I had gone, such a great we've time. Probably lost so many listeners who've gone over there because I, I looked them no, up. Hey, they do a show every week. Go, they are fantastic, and they are really the people that I started listening to on the radio or this you know, podcasting. And uh, I thought to myself, "Well, I, I could do that and bore people, you know." But they're not boring. They're really good. Oh. They're so so good and yeah. uh, addictive too. You get to know everybody. I really love their show. So yes, I, I did. Too. I did. I, I'm going to start listening as well. Yeah, but every week they've missed one show in t 11 years. Yeah, they're better than me. You know, I mean, I've been sitting there going, hey, I'm going to do it weekly. Uh, then life gets in the way, you know, yeah. and, and stuff like that, because I'm not exclusively just doing the show. You know, well, they also probably have a, get a lot of money and they feel obliged, like they said. Oh, they do. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and and they, they view it as a job. That's what they do. Yeah. And I'll tell you something. I've been listening to them for years. I turned so many of my friends on to them and uh, they're good. They're they're good people. They're good people. They don't. Uh, oh, I mean, humans. occasionally you hear her, her, her referred to as Fran, but they don't use their own names. They call each other Drift Glass. Well, they were uh, bloggers under those names beforehand. Yeah, yeah, and they call each other, even though they're married, they call each other by their fictional name. Yeah, and I think that's terrific. Yeah, it's cute. Like G Batman. Okay, Robin. You know, it's the. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that. You're the Batman so anyway, a dynamic duo of American yeah. Midwest podcasting. I'm telling I'd you. Lo I loved it. I love it. 
Okay. Springfield, the home of the Simpsons. And the professional left. And the professional left. Absolutely. Okay. So, now, I've got a, 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 a my interview with our other, uh, is only a, a Our other day. fan. <laughs> our other fan uh, is our, our greatest fan, which yes. is Val. Val from Glens Falls, New York. It's in upstate New York, um, you know, near Fort Ticonderoga and all those kind of historical places. Now, young Val, uh, I did a uh, video call with her. Um, not this, like some p- people like me couldn't get the Zoom to work. So I hope uh, this is uh, worthwhile. This is Val, our greatest fan, who started the uh, Bill Show Pod People uh, site. And uh, she listens to us absolutely faithfully. She's very afraid that we're going to send her up or make her uh, look stupid. But, Val, it's too late. We did that months ago. <laughs> I'd send her up. We're idiots, man. <laughs> We're idiots. Come on. He's terrific. Okay, now uh, now I'm going to play. I love Val. uh, I'm going to play my chat with Val from Glens Falls, New York. And and I say in there, if anybody ever wants to uh, get on here and tell us how much they hate us, they're welcome to drop us a line and I'll I'll do a record them too. We're so lonely. (laughs) It's a lockdown. It's the lockdown. (laughs) Either I do this show or I hang myself. Yeah, I know. Yeah, come on, save a life. Give us a call. (laughs) Uh, Okay. uh, Okay. Thank you very much. And here comes Val. Val from Glens Falls. Hi, I'm chatting with uh, young Val from Glens Falls, New York, who is our number one fan. She's such a number one fan. She actually. Started a uh, a fan fan uh, site for us. Uh, good morning. Val. Oh no, it's good morning for me. Good evening for you, Val. How are you? I'm doing great. Yeah. How are you? You you are our number one fan. Oh, absolutely. Are you kidding me? I have followed everything. Couldn't wait for Bill Show Pod People. Yeah. And we've got uh, uh, another one just come out, and we're going to do another one this week. We're we're trying to do one one a week now. Um, we're not so depressed now that Donald Trump isn't there, but there's still a lot of COVID news that makes us feel sad. I'll um I'll just say that uh, you've been with us now for a few years. We've been doing this for nine years, and I think you first got in touch with us about four years ago. Is that about right? Yeah, I've been a fan for a few years, and. Uh... I just love the insight. I love that you have validated a lot of my thoughts. Mm. And it just, the, the humor, because it keeps me from crying. And yes, I am so happy Trump is out of there. Okay, that sounds good. Uh, I, uh, I, I'm surprised. Uh, most people um, think we're being overly critical about the, the American condition. But... Um, No. You don't think so? Not at all. Because the American condition needs to be uh, examined more closely. Uh, There is a term from years ago when I was a child and my father... Oh, that's just last last week, wasn't it? (laughs) I'd like to think so. But, uh, no, years and years ago, uh, my father used to say, we're called ugly Americans for a reason. And we just, this whole number one attitude, we're number one, 
it really destroyed the fact that we need to be more empathetic to other and compassionate to other countries instead of just flaunting being number one. But the trouble is being number one in, in having continuous wars for 200 years and uh, 650,000 people dead from COVID, those exactly. are num those are number ones. Um, They're just the wrong number ones. Yeah, uh, and, uh, you know, there's been a war in Afghanistan for, well, probably 200 years now, and uh, we've been in three of them. <clears throat> so it's uh, a lot of things are... Uh, are number one that you really would rather not have. I'd rather not brag about those, not at all. That's not number one. That's really embarrassing. Well, I mean, uh, Haley Berry shares went up um, because of the Iraq war, so uh, it's good for business. Well, Cheney <laughs> liked it too because he could make a lot of money off of these things. It's warmongers that make the money yeah. everybody Right. Thanks for your time, Val. Uh, this will be on the next show. Uh, we're going to try to do one every once in a while. And if you do have something you want to get off your chest, um, please give us a, a, a line and we'll do this again. I would love to. And I want to say to everybody out there, uh, listen, pay attention, laugh hard, and <laughs> love these guys that they care about where they came from. So, uh, love you guys. I will always be your number one fan. Oh, thanks, Val. That was young Val from Val, we love Val. She's great. And you know what? Her husband's name is Randy. I don't know. It's fantastic. <laughs> Did you call her up in the middle of the night? Did you, like, wake no, her? Oh, no. We arranged it. It was 9 a.m. for me, and I think oh. it was 7 p.m. for her. I love your questions. You know, so you really like us, do you? <laughs> <laughs> it's what any insecure podcaster would ask. Pathetic. It's pathetic. Look, we'll do another one. Val, Val forgives me. Um, she was so nervous. I mean, I could see her, and I know she was nervous. But so she's a nice lady. She, yeah, she is. Uh, Val has been with us for a long time. I, I enjoy. I enjoy. Uh, we, we, uh, you and I both. Uh, uh, correspond with her on social media as well. Sure, she's yeah. a great, and, and others great people person. as well. Yeah, you know, I mean, and, and she it's, gives it's, us suggestions. She's a great. She's great. Yeah, no, absolutely, and it's great when you get to be on uh, on uh, on a podcast long enough. Uh, when you finally get kind of a, a a group of people who you know listen, and uh, when they make contact with you, it's 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 fun. It's fabulous to know that you're you're being heard out there. You know, and uh, and when somebody goes to the trouble to make a Facebook site for you, and they're going, "Oh, cool, man, thanks, <laughs> cool," you know. But so that also, was I think if any other people, like I say, if other people want to, um, yeah, come along, they can. All right, here we are. Uh, I'm now going to play a track which I put together, which I thought was funny because we always talk about Fox News and this and that. Here's a couple of people from Newsmax, which is even worse than oh, Fox Oh, why are you hurting people? <laughs> You're hurting these, people. You're, I'm not. I'm these, not. Are cra these are crazy. Are they going to make me mad? I hope so. I really do. Because they're, they're just... <laughs> Okay, this is Newsmax and Brian Williams from MSNBC, who I think is the most laid-back guy. 
really pulls some funny jokes with this stuff too. So here's Brian Williams and the, a couple of announcers from Newsmax. Last thing before we go tonight, a day in the life of Newsmax, the cable channel for those who think Fox News is too leftist. First, there was this guest appearance by Madison Rootin Tootin Cawthorn, the North Carolina congressman last seen beating up on a tree. He shared a curious opinion on Newsmax that promptly went unchallenged. This is a medical apartheid, plain and simple. There's over 100 million Americans who are not vaccinated. I think it's even more than that. Uh, and if they want to start shutting down air travel for these people to get around the country, I think that's actually a constitutional violation because you actually have a constitutionally protected right to free, unrestricted travel within the United States of America. Perhaps you're wondering, as we did, who's going to tell them? We checked the Constitution. No mention that we could find of airlines, increased leg room, tray tables, carry-on bags, peanuts, none of it. Retired General Michael Hayden reacted this way, quote, I don't think so. He's in Congress. We have to go to school, 10th grade maybe, but wait, as they say, there's more. Same anchor guy, same network. This time the guest was an Afghanistan veteran who was talking about the huge effort to airlift friendlies out of Afghanistan, but the segment ended faster than our withdrawal from Kabul. I, I can tell you this, this didn't happen under President Trump, and I know there's a lot of people on the left that want to try to blame President Trump. He wanted out of Afghanistan real bad. He was real frustrated not being able to get out, but he didn't pull out because he knew this would happen. In fact, we all did. I called it on this program. My 12-year-old son knew about it, and so um, I've got Americans there that are stuck. To me, that's a hostage situation. But, Joe, I appreciate yeah. you working to get them out. I really do, yeah. and I wish you with all luck in the world. Respect, with Thank uh, you for with due respect, Grant, I mean, like veterans, you know, uh, being one, right? And our friends are over there. Um, right. We followed this closely for multiple administrations, and we know the Trump's I'm, administration's efforts here were fairly weak. Yeah. That they were trying to limit the number of people that would get out. And Joe, so there was coordination problems. Joe, I'm gonna, Joe, I'm gonna cut you. I, I'm already, I'm already weak. I'm already low on time, Joe. Joe, I'm, cut him off, please. Cut him off now. Cut him off now. You're not gonna blame this on President Trump on my show. That's not happening. Now, I appreciate the work that you're doing. God bless you for being a veteran. God bless you for trying to get Americans out. But don't come on this program and take the talking points of the left and blame President Trump. That's not helping anybody. The Biden administration screwed this up from the very start. You know it. I know it. The country knows it. And to call them not hostages, I don't know how you don't call them hostages. They're stuck in Afghanistan with a country overrun with terrorists that are willing to kill them all. I'm mad about that, man. I really am. All right. We're going to slow it down because we've got a real hero coming up. That man's a real hero, too. He served. That escalated quickly. So that's Newsmax. And please, seriously, spare a thought for the challenge they face every business day, having to program an entire network for just one single viewer. It's like the all meth head channel, man. That was like very. <laughs> Imagine programming your one single listener. <laughs> I like this guy. I really uh, like what he's saying. Uh, <laughs> Melania? Oh, I'm sorry. She's Get gone. him off. Get him off. Turn around. Cut him off. Turn him off. <laughs> oh, we'll do it live. <laughs> yeah. We'll do it live. 
<laughs> but uh, anyway, so that that was my uh, tribute to. Uh, but I love it. He said, "Make Fox News sound leftist." <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. And for for those people, which Fox News isn't fascist enough, <laughs> go go to Newsmax. You know. It's seriously, seriously, man. I, was, I don't even bother looking at Newsmax, you know, because I mean, it's the meth head channel. It really is. It's just meth. This is like fucking Nazis on meth. That's all it is. <laughs> <laughs> and I, you know, yeah. the guy starts okay. to agree with him and disagree with him. It's like, shut up, shut up, my board programming. No, no. <laughs> I'd like to uh, now read. For you, do I have? I have some time in Randy's Yeah, you got rant. time. Okay. okay, I'm going to read read for you an essay from an essayist named Wendy Molyneux, okay. and she has written this, and I could not say it better, so therefore I will say it. The title Maybe. is "My Fucking God, Get the Fucking Vaccine Already, You Fucking Fucks." <laughs> If you are reading this essay, then congratulations, you're still alive. If you are alive, then you've either gotten this COVID-19 vaccine, or you still have the opportunity to get the vaccine against COVID-19. And holy fuck, if you aren't fucking vaccinated against COVID-19, then you need to get the fucking vaccinated now. I mean, what the fuck? Fuck you, get vaccinated. Fuck. <laughs> the fucking vaccine will not make you magnetic. Are you fucking kidding me? It just fucking won't. That's not even a fucking thing. And that lady who tried to pretend the vaccine made her fucking magnetic looked like a real fucking fuckwad and a fucking idiot. So get fucking vaccinated. <laughs> Jesus, fuck. The vaccine also doesn't have a fucking 5G chip in it. What the fuck do you think a fucking 5G chip is, fuck nuts? You think it's some invisible nanotechnology they can suspend in a liquid and then just put it in your fucking blood and then what exactly <laughs> fucking, fucking floats around in your body going on instagram and telling the government you went to a grocery store <laughs> no <laughs> one, who, no one fucking cares where you go you absolute fucking fuck barf fuck off that fuck oh you're afraid of fucking side effects fuck you you know what has fucking side effects? Fucking aspirin. Fucking Tylenol. <laughs> you should be fucking allergic to pineapple, you fucking fuckwit. Everything has fucking side effects. You're being a fucking baby with a huge diaper full of fucking diarrhea, complaining about maybe feeling slightly tired for a day or two while your asymptomatic COVID case you get and pass on to some innocent fucking kid could wind up killing them or someone else. Fuck you, you fucking selfish fuck shit banana. <laughs> Unredeemable ass caterpillar. You fucking fuck knob with two fucks for eyes and a literal poop where your heart should be. <laughs> you want a two-month-old to wind up on a funky ventilator instead of you? You A fucking adult getting a fucking sore arm for a day. What are you, a pitcher for the Yankees? A fucking concert pianist, an arm model? Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> fuck you. Get vaccinated. Fuck. Fuck you. You think vaccines don't fucking work? Oh, fuck off into the trash, you attention-seeking fuckworm-faced shit butt. <laughs> this isn't even a point worth discussing, you fuckarama fuck festival of <laughs> ignorance. 
vaccines got rid of smallpox, huh? polio, yeah. and all the other disgusting diseases that used to kill off little fucks like you on mass. <laughs> your relatives, if your relatives got fucking vaccinated and let you live. And now here you are signing up to the killed by a fucking disease against which there is a 99% effective vaccine. You fucking moron. <laughs> Go in the fucking ocean and fuck a piranha. <laughs> fuck. Fuck that. Fuck you. Get vaccinated. Oh, 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 you say you have a genuine allergy or, or medical condition that present, prevents you from receiving a fucking vaccine. That's fine. I'm clearly not talking to you. I fucking love you. Fuck. Look, if you've been forwarded this essay from a friend or loved one, then there are two possibilities. Either you're a normal, regular, sensible fucking person like me who got fucking vaccinated at the first possible moment, and this essay channels all your fucking rage and sadness and is therefore cathartic, and I really hope this isn't the fucking case, that you aren't fucking vaccinated and someone sent it to you because you fucking fuck. You need to get fucking vaccinated. <laughs> And rather than being fucking offended that someone is trying to, yet again, get you to take the fucking vaccine, you should understand that someone fucking loves you enough to try one last motherfucking time to get you to take, get you to take the fucking vaccine before you fuck off to heaven or hell or some in-between place that's just like a fucking mall or something where everything is free, including and especially the soft pretzels. So congratulations. There is one person remaining in your life who wants to fucking save you from drowning in your own fucking lungs. You fucking fuck shit fucked it. So for God's sake, get your fucking ass out of your chair. Go to the fucking pharmacy. Get the fucking vaccine, you absolute conscienceless fucking fuck fuck. <laughs> get it. Get the fucking vaccine. Fuck you. Fuck, fuck, fuck. Fuck, fuck you. Fuck. The end. Is that it? She's <laughs> <laughs> uh, a little rage. I, <laughs> I enjoyed that. I think that's fucking hilarious. <laughs> but you were watching. Well, it's, it's real. It's a, it's a real. It's a real thing. I know. She read my mind. What's her name yeah. again? Uh, uh, um, it's uh, she's um, Mil Milanu, uh, Wendy, Wendy Melanu, you know, like you know, like the French uh, food processor. Wait, is she, she published somewhere? Is this her blog or what? Yeah, it's from her blog. Um, and I, uh, yeah, I've, it's on. it's in the folder. Uh, Wendy, Wendy, yeah. let me, I, I, I'm you won the internet for us. <laughs> no, I'm getting the kids out of the pub said, kids, get out of here. She deserves a cheer, man. Yeah, that was does, yeah. that was the best use of obscenity since the last time I saw <laughs> Quentin Tarantino interview. Um, but she she has a rhythm. There's a lovely yeah, nah. there's a lovely cadence to it. Yeah, I know. It's not just swearing for swearing sake. No. No, the swearing it's, has to be it, lyrical. It, it's anyway. uh, it's a there's a music. Yeah, it, it's on the internet, and she's just terrific. I I, I um I think she she's a, a wonderful wonderful uh, essayist because it, it was published as an essay. Yeah, fabulous. Well, listen, man, you got anything else? For us? <laughs> I want to play uh, 
a memory from cats. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Why? Are you upset? Oh, no. No. <laughs> It'll have the opposite effect on me. Okay. Well, they're going out. We'll, we'll play us out with a little relaxation music. Let's <laughs> <laughs> walk in the Black Forest. That is the end of our uh, <laughs> raving for show. What number show are we? 283. 283. <laughs> I said only Jerry Simon. 283, camera. It's 283. Yeah. Um, anyway, that's camera one. Camera one. There goes Bill. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I want to thank everybody. You made it possible. Val, thanks so much. Professional left, ladies and gentlemen, Drift Glass and Blue Gal. Thank you for the wonderful interview. And we're, we will be doing that again sometime. And of course, you can reach us. Uh, what's our uh, uh, email address? What is it? Uh, the bills on XPR at gmail.com. That's right. And uh, we're redoing our, I, you know, I'm, I'm so, I've been saying we're going to redo our website, and I haven't. Ah, but I'm doing it. So Randy's yeah, we'll do it. Yeah. Yeah, Randy's doing it. So we're also going to have merch for you. So uh, you can uh, look and uh, get that nice Bill Show seal on everything you own. <laughs> so anyway, we're going to say goodbye to you today. Uh, we'll be back. And, and uh, we love you. Kisses. Yeah.